0: As we conclude today's edition of Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley points out two reasons that we can be filled with great, overflowing hope from above, even as we face serious and dangerous times. Here's Pastor Mark.
1: What is it that will take us through the challenges we face today? What is it that will take us through the crisis that we'll face tomorrow? What is it that takes us through the dark valleys of today into the great time of trouble tomorrow that will break upon this world as an overwhelming surprise? What is going to get us through those periods of time? Two things. One, knowing that Christ never leaves us. Christ never forsakes us. Christ is there in every trial. Christ is there in every difficulty. Christ is there in every heartache. Christ is there in every tear. What is it that will get us through? It is the bright light that shines in the darkness. It is the candle that illuminates that darkness. It is that hope that burns within our heart, the hope of the coming of Christ. Every challenge that you face, every difficulty that you experience, every trial that you meet will soon be over. Cling to the promise of Jesus soon returned. Let your heart soar. Because the Bible is a book of hope. God is a God of hope. Jesus is a Jesus of hope. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of hope. Jesus comes again. Let this burn in your hearts. He is the one who is coming again. Would you like to say Jesus? Let the hope of your coming burn in my soul.
0: Pastor Mark Findley on today's Hope Lives 365 reminding us that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And please remember that we stand ready to help you in your faith journey with some excellent biblical resources. You can find them at the website hopelives365.com. Check them out today, Hope lives 365com That's all for today. Next week, we begin a special two-part message about God and the ultimate vaccine for the virus of sin that infects all of us. More on that next time on Hope Lives 365. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley points to a time beyond the current world crisis, not so far away, when Jesus will return to this earth.
1: The scenes of earth's history are fast closing. We are amid the perils of the last days. Greater perils are before us, and yet we are not awake. God calls upon both preachers and people to awake. All heaven is astir. The signs of Christ's coming are too Plain to be doubted, my friend, are you discerning the signs of the times?
0: The hope of christ's return has the power to lift up your heart and to lift up your mind during these times of crisis and personal struggle in the New Testament, the word hope denotes a joyful expectation of eternal salvation. ...and of good things yet to come from the hand of Almighty God. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, "...Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." And the more your hope grows, the greater the peace it brings. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Findlay shares how the encouragement of the promises of God... ...is all it takes to boost our confidence that God is indeed in control... Uh, You could call it God's Stimulus Package. That's next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. Our teacher here is Mark Findlay, president of Hope Lives 365. Today, Pastor Mark is continuing a special message that he began last time with the story of how one simple phrase stirred joy in the hearts of American prisoners of war in a Nazi prison camp in Germany. And how this feeling of elation is exactly what we can feel at the promise of Christ's imminent return. In fact, we can say the promises in the Bible are... God's stimulus package. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay.
1: Erwin McDonald was a prisoner of war in Germany. He was a chaplain to the American soldiers. And during this prison of war, the the American prisoners were kept in one section, the British prisoners in another section. Now, McDonald came from a Scottish background and he spoke Gaelic. One day, somebody in the camp came to McDonald and they said, McDonald, McDonald, There's a Scotsman. He was, McDonald was an American, but he had this Scottish background. But there's a Scotsman on the other side of the barbed wire fence. He has to say something to you. It was early D Day. They had no idea that the Allied forces had landed at Normandy. And the story tells us this that as McDonald goes to the barbed wire fence, the Scotsman on the other side in Gaelic says three words. They have come. They have come. McDonald runs back to the American camp and begins shouting, They have come! They have come! Everybody knew what it meant. The Allied troops had landed at Normandy. The reaction was incredible. Men jumped. They cried. They laughed. They sang. They shouted. They hugged each other. They rolled on the ground. They were captives, but they were inwardly free. Why? Because they had the hope that they had come. We have that hope that burns within our hearts that Jesus Christ is coming soon. That takes us through the dark valleys of life. That takes us through the disappointments of life. That takes us through the challenges of life. They have come. We will one day cry out, he has come, he has come. 1,500 times in the Bible, it talks about the coming of Christ. See, down through history, what is it that took the Bible believers through what is it that took them through the challenges they faced, the trials they faced, the difficulties they faced? What is it that took them to be burned at the stake? What is it that took them to be martyred and early Christians thrown to lions? Here is what took them. They had a hope, a hope that burned within their hearts, a hope that was beyond the what is. The hope was that candle in their darkness, that hope was that joy that beat in their heart. The God of hope filled their hearts. Every book in the Bible, with the possible exception of one Esther, talks about the second coming of Christ. This theme of the second coming of Christ, it is what gives us hope. You take your Bible and turn to Psalms. Psalm 50 and verse 3. David writes. Now David's being oppressed. He's being persecuted. He faces death. And here in Psalm Fifty, Verse 3, David talks about the coming of Christ. And he says, Our God shall come. Notice the, the certainty of David's words. Trials, yes. Difficulties, yes. Challenges, yes. But our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him. It shall be very tempestuous around about him. He'll call from the heavens above into the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together to me. Our God shall come. Isaiah, the prophet, encourages us to have hope. Isaiah chapter 35. It's as if Isaiah was writing to you and me at a time of coronavirus. It's as if Isaiah was writing to this generation that is so filled with fear, so filled with anxiety, so filled with with difficulty. Last night, for example... I had the opportunity to speak to the frontline workers in New York City and I was able to speak to an EMT that was on the front lines, a nurse who is in an unnamed hospital in New York who is at the epicenter of this coronavirus. She sees people dying every day and very few leave the ICU, an emergency room physician And we were on a panel together, speaking to our brothers and sisters in New York City to give them hope. And there, as we talked about the essence of that hope... We talked to that nurse who had tears in her eyes about the day that Christ would come and the resurrection of the dead would take place. We talked about how to overcome fear and knowing that your medical profession is a calling and that when you walk into that ICU, you go out into that ambulance. When you go into that emergency room, that Christ is there with you. He's there to support you. He's there to encourage you. He's there to lift you up and inspire you and give you the strength because some of these medical workers were saying to We asked them the question, do you have any fear? And they said, do we have fear? We fear every day that we go in. We fear that our patients are going to die. We fear that we may get the disease. We may fear we may take it home to our families. Some of them are sleeping in trailers or campers in their driveways because they don't want to infect their families. And they say, how do we overcome fear? And we said to them, you overcome fear by knowing that you are the hands of Christ. You are the feet of Christ. You are the eyes of Christ. And when you walk in there, Christ is with you. He's ministering through you. And you walk in there knowing that you need not fear because one day this will be over. Isaiah speaks. Isaiah speaks. Isaiah chapter 35. And we look there. Notice what he says. Verse 3, starting, strengthen you the weak hands, make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, this is the word of the Lord to those that are fearful hearted. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Why not? Behold, your God will come. With vengeance, he will come with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. then the lame shall leap as a deer, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing, and the water will break forth in the wilderness. This world is not all there is. We have the glorious promise of the coming of Christ. The biblical prophets lived in hope, not despair. They looked beyond the challenges, the trials, the difficulties they faced tomorrow with the bright promise of the coming of Jesus Christ. They had absolute confidence that Christ would return, that sin, suffering, heartache, sorrow, disease, and death would be no more. These prophets did not die in despair. They died in hope. Before Jesus left this world, he gave us this incredible promise. You know it well. Many of you have memorized it, I am sure. Where's it found? Where's the promise that Jesus found? You know it, don't you? John chapter 14 Take your Bible, please, and turn to John, the 14th chapter. We've read it before, but again and again, it comes echoing down the corners of time to speak to our hearts. John, chapter 14, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. Do not fear. Why not? If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you and I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Christ's comforting words are like a promissory note. Jesus said, I will return, and we can bank on it. The second coming of Christ is not based on idle speculation. It's not based on a vain wish. It's not based on human philosophy. It's based on the unchangeable, reliable, reliable, certain promises of God's word. The second coming of Christ reveals a tremendous truth that all of history is moving toward one glorious climax. Someday, someday soon, we are to meet someone who has the ultimate answer to all of life's problems. And without this conviction, there's little left to live for. You see, without the conviction of the coming of Christ, life loses a great deal of its meaning. But Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Stop worrying. Stop being so fearful. Jesus says, I am coming again. In my Father's house are many mansions. And that's the hope that inspires our hearts. He's coming back and there's a place for us in his heart today. And there's a place for us in his home forever.
0: Pastor Mark Findley sharing how the promises of Christ's triumphant return to gather us up and His constant presence in times of crisis and fear offers us great hope and strength. They indeed are God's stimulus package. And this is Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark is back in a few moments, but first, uh, we welcome your support to this ministry so that we can continue bringing you these messages of hope. For a significant gift, we have a special way to say thank you. It's Pastor Mark's 530-page hardbound reference book called What the Bible Says About. This exceptional book provides easy-to-understand information for anyone searching for biblical truth. Includes chapters about signs of the end times, Christ's return, and Revelation's end-time message. Request a copy of What the Bible Says About when your gift is $50 or more to the ministry of Hope Lives 365. Contact us today, hopelives365.com. That's online, hopelives365.com. Or make your generous gift of $50 or more when you call the toll-free number, 855-888-HOPE. Again, that's eight five five eight eight hope And of course, you can listen again to today's message from Pastor Mark by going to the website hopelives365.com. For a nominal fee, you can actually download your own audio copy. Look for the title, God's Stimulus Package, in the radio archives at hopelives365.com. In a moment, Pastor Mark shares what strengthened the disciples' hope in the Lord, even to the point of death. The scenes of
1: Earth's history are fast closing. We are amid the perils of the last days. Greater perils are before us, and yet we are not awake. This is the time to be on your knees.
0: Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 and more from the message from Pastor Mark Findlay about the hope that we receive from the promises of God that strengthen our faith in times of trouble. A little later, I'll share information about a timely 16-page publication for such a time as this. It's called COVID-19, Facing the Crisis with Confidence. But right now, Pastor Mark finishes his message called God's Stimulus Package about how a deep and abiding trust in the Lord fortified and calmed Jesus' disciples as they faced the threat of death. And it can do the same for you today. Here's Pastor Mark.
1: There is a marvelous statement. And a little book from an author that I respect deeply, who wrote with prophetic insight. And uh, the book is called Christian Service. There is an appeal. It's an appeal to God's people. It's an appeal to the world. It's an appeal to men and women living everywhere who see the fast, fulfilling signs of the times. God's people must take warning. I'm reading Page 37, Christian service. God's people must take warning and discern the signs of the times. My friend, are you discerning the signs of the times? The signs of Christ's coming are too plain to be doubted. God calls upon both preachers and people to awake. All heaven is astir. The angels are getting ready. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are getting ready. All heaven is astir. The scenes of earth's history are fast closing. We are amid the perils of the last days. Greater perils are before us, and yet we are not awake. This is the time to be on your knees. This is the time to open your heart. This is the time to get ready for the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. All heaven is astir, and we have the promises from the Word of God. Now think about the disciples. Every one of those New Testament disciples, we've surveyed the Old Testament, we've looked at the promises of God's word, but look at the New Testament. Every one of the New Testament disciples, not all the believers, but the disciples, died a martyr's death except John. Let's look at the hope that these disciples had when they died the martyr's death. James, you know the story of James, Acts chapter 12 tells us the story that James was beheaded by Herod. We listen to the testimony of James, the fifth chapter. Did he die in despair? James chapter 5, we're looking there at verse 7. This man that was beheaded by Herod says this, Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You know what that is. Early rain to fall now of the Spirit. Latter rain, the abundant outpouring of the Spirit of God to finish his work on earth. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. James did not die in despair. He died in hope because he believed in the coming of the Lord. Peter, give your testimony. Peter was crucified upside down, we believe, in A.D. 68 by Nero's Roman guard. He died in hope. Here are Peter's words. Peter, speak to us today. Peter, give your testimony today. And although he is dead and can no longer verbally speak, his epistle speaks to this generation. 2 Peter chapter 3, we look there at verse 13. Nevertheless, Peter says, he's going to be crucified upside down. But he says, nevertheless, according to his promise, his promise, we look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Notice what Peter says in verse 9. Go back to verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but it's long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. Peter does not die in despair. He dies in hope because he believes in the second coming of Christ. The Apostle Paul spent years in a dark, damp dungeon in Rome. He was martyred about the same time as Peter in 66 AD. Yet he was filled with hope and assurance. He looked beyond what was to what will be. He believed that Christ had conquered the tomb. And one day Jesus would return to deliver him. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. James dies in faith. Peter dies in faith. Paul dies in faith. They are filled with hope. Why? Because they believed that Christ was going to come. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're looking there at verse 16. Again, Paul says, "...for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with a trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air." What was it that motivated these believers? What was it that caused them to traverse desert sands? What was it that caused them to climb mountain passes? What was it that caused them to sail the seas? What was it that caused them to face whipping and stoning and beating and death itself? It was the promise of the coming of Christ. John, the last of the disciples, burned in a cauldron of oil survives it, sent by Domitian in the last part of the first century to exile on a lonely, barren island called Patmos, is visited by an angel who communicates with him the Bible's last book, Revelation. Does John die in despair? Is John there in disappointment, in discouragement? Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Revelation rings with hope. It rings with assurance. It rings with the confidence that Jesus Christ indeed will come again. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. We look there. Behold, he's coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, and they also that pierced him. This is no secret event. Jesus comes. It's the most glorious event in the history of the world. Revelation chapter 1 begins with the coming of Christ. Revelation chapter 22 ends with the coming of Christ. Notice. Revelation 22, verse 12, Jesus says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Notice verse 20, second to last verse of the entire Bible. He who testifies of these things says, Surely, I am coming quickly.
0: Pastor Mark Finley on today's Hope Lives 365 sharing that the disciples of Christ remain faithful as they face trials, suffering, even death, because they believed in the second coming of the Lord. That's a part of the message that Mark Findlay is bringing on God's stimulus package. Now, earlier I mentioned a small publication that could be of help to you. It's called COVID-19 Facing the Crisis with Confidence. Contributors to this 16-page publication include our speaker, Pastor Mark Findlay, internal medicine physician, Lindy Schwartz, and registered dietitian Rebecca Barnhurst. This booklet contains a practical and spiritual response to the most significant global health crisis of the 21st century thus far. In return for your gift of any amount to Hope Lives 365, request the publication COVID-19. Call us at 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free 855-888-888 or visit the website hopelives365.com. Now remember, if you're able to give a gift of $50 or more, you can request the excellent 530-page reference book from Pastor Mark called What the Bible Says About. You can donate online at hopelives365.com or when you call toll-free 855-888-HOPE. And remember, you and your friends can listen to today's message, God's Stimulus Package, online. Just go to hopelives365.com.
1: Every challenge that you face, every difficulty that you experience, will soon be over. Cling to the promise of Jesus' soon return.
0: In a moment, Pastor Mark offers a final word on today's Hope Lives 365.